Welcome to Kill You With Truth, a Friday version. And yes, we will get to our review of No More Kings, the radio remix. We've been building to this all week. Cannot wait for a classic What's On The Shelf music review from a random CD selected. And I'm somewhat pumped for that. That's coming up. Also, why would one teammate whack another teammate with a stick? That happened during the Avalanche game, also on the way. But in terms of the Broncos, it's time for Johnny Love. And welcome, Johnny. How are you? I'm good. How are you? What's the question of the day? Mm, I am not sure. You did not tell me this morning. I did not. But what? why don't you just ask a question? Uh, how are you feeling? I feel like the Broncos are going to win. Perfect. Okay. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling optimistic. I know what you meant. And it's about the Broncos and the Chargers. Now, listen, I want to keep hope alive. When a terrible, pathetic, horrible Patriots team can build a 21-3 lead over the Steelers, who have Mitch Trubisky, that game last night was Bailey Zappi against Mitch Trubisky. This is a Steelers team, now 7-6, and six, that just lost to a now 3-10 and 10 Patriots team. That is bad teams trying to figure it out on the playground. And maybe it's only a, a game a mother or Joe Buck could love. Who knows? Al Michaels with zero chemistry with Kirk Herbstreet calling a game that nobody can find, especially grandparents on Amazon Prime. But it did happen. I'm telling you that game happened. And what it was was an indictment of where things are at at the NFL. It's a grinded out time of the year where you've got Trubisky against Zappi. First of all, how do you not love the name Bailey Zappi? But why does this pertain to the Broncos? Well, you just simply have to look at the teams ahead of the Broncos if you want to make the playoffs. One of them being the Pittsburgh Steelers. With the win, the Broncos can now be tied with the Steelers for eighth place. Just a pinch pinch between your cheek and gums outside of the playoff hunt in front of them yes the texans who look good on the surface but you can't get away from the fact they've got a rookie coach and a rookie quarterback the indianapolis colts do you really believe in them and them and then the cleveland browns captained by joe flacco this now you're you're tied with the buffalo bills but they're playing the kansas city kelseys so listen i'm just here to say for reasons of desire, opportunity, and chargerdom, you're going to win if you're the Denver Broncos. You are. You should win if you're the Denver Broncos. The Chargers do charger. What does that mean? Well, it means that a good team on the surface, inevitably with the culture of their organization, Canadian, is going to choke away great opportunity. And and this is it for the Chargers. They're at 5-7. and seven, this is a home game. You would think that they're desperate to play, but my feeling is they're desperate to pack up their bags and think about Cabo with an eight loss. You're certainly out of it at this point compared to the other teams in the division and what's ahead of you. This is it for the chargers. I think you'll get a, a lot of excitement and, and uh, action in the beginning from the chargers, but I think they're destined to turn the ball over I think the Broncos can take advantage of it. And you know what? There'll probably be some weird quirkiness. I mean, like last night, you saw Pittsburgh block a Patriots punt. You know, crap like that. This game sets up so well for weirdness, it's beyond belief. 
So to overcome this weirdness, I think it's going to benefit the Broncos. And I don't think Sean Payton's going to compromise. I don't think he's not going to go to Jerry Judy. I think he's going to instruct what Russell Wilson, throw the ball to Jerry Judy, because damn it, Jerry Judy is open. He's always been open. He'll always be open because everybody just thinks it's Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton, kind of like a Brady Bunch philosophy. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. That's how opponents think of the Broncos. Will they run the ball? Javante Williams gets the Ed Block Courage Award for his return to the Broncos. Way to go, Javante. We had a lot of doubts about where Javante Williams would be at the beginning of the season, rightfully so. I mean, listen, man, to come back from an ACL this this well, it's not staggering numbers. You know, going into the 13th game of the year, 584 rushing yards, but it's better than Austin Eckler, who's the prize pupil of the Chargers, at 446 yards. Listen, the Chargers, they're kind of a one-trick pony. They throw the ball a lot. They're not that obsessed with running, 97.7 yards per. No big deal there. It's about getting Justin Herbert to make a turnover, throw some interceptions. Now, he hasn't done much of it. So there's a lot leaning on the pass rush and getting over on the Chargers. It's going to be tricky. Chargers do have a good offensive line. They don't give up a lot of sacks. You, You ask me, Johnny, how I'm feeling, which is such a brilliant question. And I'm feeling confident. I am. I'm feeling confident because at this point of the year, if you want to be down on the team, then you're just not really into what's happening. So the reasoning for my confidence probably is, um, well, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I'm just sick of going <laughs> through these Broncos seasons where we where we throw the season away or the season's over. So at six and six, like VJ had him at six and six and Vic Fangio had him at seven and six, not that far ago. I think you got to win a road game at some damn point. And you got a couple road games left. You got this road game. You got the Raiders road game. You got uh, the Lions on a Saturday night, all on turf fields, all in perfect conditions, all on racetracks. I hate the game um, next week against the Lions. I will probably, I'll tell you right now, I'll pick the Lions at home on a Saturday night where everybody, you know, south of eight mile is all liquored up and rooting for the Lions. Okay, fine. But I'm taking the Broncos in this one, and I'm taking them 27-17. So not a huge blowout, but I'll take them by 10 points, getting something quirky out of um, the scoring machine. That is the Broncos' defense, perhaps not the Broncos' offense. 27-17, Johnny. How are you feeling about my prediction about the Denver Broncos? I'm feeling real good. Any particular reason? You, you know, the Chargers always Charger. That's why. And and I was thinking about this yesterday. Nate brought it up. Or you brought it up to Nate. Um, do you, you remember those years when the Chargers weren't the Chargers? They were actually pretty good. I, hell yeah, I do. Um, I was Whatever on with Al- happened to that? Yeah. I was on with Alfred Williams at the time. I've been doing this radio thing a minute. And Brandon Marshall came into a Buffalo Wild Wings, kind of uninvited. We were doing a broadcast. We had been talking about him. He just showed up. He just showed up, Brandon Marshall. This was when Brandon Marshall was, you know, you know, and he came in and he questioned what we were talking about, and I just told him to his face I didn't believe him about something, and it turns out I was right on that particular thing. And he did reveal to us at the time, he writes down his goals for the season, and at the time, one of his goals of the season was beating the Chargers. 
That used to be a big deal. Now it's more of a to-do list. You know, it's on the checklist. It's picking up the eggs and the vegetables or, you know, the fast food drive through I mean, whatever you eat for dinner. I don't know. Who am I to judge? I am fast food. Yeah. Well, listen, we could all be better. The Broncos win. They keep it interesting. They lose to the Lions. And then you are facing, guess who, Johnny? The Patriots. Who pulled off a remarkable win last night. But it's Thursday night football. It's goofy. But I'm here for goofiness and chaos. Look at my face. Meanwhile, something happened that I just thought would never happen. But I'm wearing my one of our view one of our viewers of Kill You with Truth, a KUWT fan. Produced, and I'm sorry I'm forgetting your name. That is terrible on me, but sent some uh, you know, Scobus sweatshirts. Um, hey, I was wrong. I can you hear me? Are you listening to me? Can you see what I'm saying? I was wrong. I, I just thought there is no chance that the Bron- or the Buffaloes, <coughs> excuse me, get a five-star recruit. Johnny, not only did they get a five-star recruit, they got the five-star recruit, Jordan Seaton out of IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. This announcement was such a big deal. He was on Undisputed with Skip Bayless. He was on the Rich Eisen Show. <coughs> this is a teenager who was trotted around on a bunch of national shows to announce his announcement. I mean, it's it's one thing when you just go into the, you know, school cafeteria and you get some friends and family around and everybody claps and you have three hats in front of you, but to be trotted around on national TV, this is the guy see you just got? First of all, who knows how much they're paying this kid? Got me. But I don't care. And boy was I wrong. I, I just could not imagine somebody who had, and I put it out there, why would somebody who would choose, I'll just say his choices, uh, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, Alabama, why would you choose CU over one of those schools? And he did. He did. And listen, this is 100%, 110%, perhaps 111%, maybe 1,000% because of prime. They they got a, another uh, they got a, a new offensive line coach too uh, uh, load bolt load holt I think it's load holt I don't know the new offensive line coach's name has the word load in it I, I mean I think his name is Philip Load Holt I could be getting that wrong mile long three inches deep but but he's got the name load in his name I, I'm I'm just saying man. I don't know if that really defines you, you know, weird names. But if you want to coach offensive line and load is part of your last name, I think you're going to do all right. I'm just saying, great day for the buffs. Way to go. And now I'm just going to shut the hell up, okay? Like I said, I was wrong. I have no idea why a kid like Jordan Seaton would come to see you. But beep, 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 back up the Brings truck, and let's give us some hope with Load Holt. Way to go, Buffs. I'm shutting my pie hole. Just go for it. I'm here for the ride. And let's make sure Ralph can actually run this year. That would help. The Nuggets face Houston tonight. 
the IST, Johnny. Are you into the IST? Do you love the IST? Now that LeBron's in it, and, and, you know, it's, yeah. it's okay. So, wait, LeBron in it is good or it's bad? It's it's whatever. I wish well, the Nuggets were still in it. That's uh, what no I want. kidding. That's right. That's right, Johnny. Because just playing the stupid Rockets again tonight, and I like Jeff Green and all, but this is the fourth time the Nuggets are playing the Rockets. We're a quarter of the way through the season. So a quarter of the games at the quarter pole, technically 20%, okay, are against the dumb Rockets, maybe not even 20%. I, I Don't ask me to the math. But last night, the Lakers pounded the Pelicans 133-89. to 89. Looks like the Pelicans might have been having a little bit of fun in Las Vegas. Ah, takes long sip from coffee mug. <laughs> insinuating, <laughs> insinuating bad behavior on the Las Vegas Strip. Why do you why do you think that they are any more susceptible to bad behavior in Las Vegas, <sighs> though? They live in New Orleans. Johnny, I feel you. I mean, have you been to the French Quarter? I mean, it's just a filthy, dirty Las Vegas. And I got to be honest with you, more convenient and cheaper and scuzzier and more brilliant and filled with jazz. 133-89, way to go, LeBron. You got it, NBA. You wanted LeBron in the finals to get the NBA Cup, and now he faces the team that you really, really were rooting for, the Pacers. I know, but I will say on the Pacers, they got Bruce Brown and they have Halliburton, who is actually pretty incredible. They beat the Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo, 128-119. I'm sorry? I squeeze you? I said what? Warren said, huh? Giannis, Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I can kind of say it. Mile long, three inches deep. Our guy, Bruce Brown, had uh, uh, 10 points. But that's it. That's the NBA Cup Final we all wanted to see on Saturday night. The Lakers against the Pacers. Are you happy now? We move along to the Avalanche who lost last night to... I got a new mug. How about that? How cool is that right there? It's my handle and everything. They lost last night to the... uh, to the Winnipeg Jets. Johnny, we went through things from Manitoba that are great. And uh, we should have landed on the Winnipeg Jets. They were down to nothing, the abs they were. The second goal was soft by Georgie. He's got to do better than that. Started the second period. They just weren't ready to go. They weren't very sharp. Nathan McKinnon is just carrying this team. He's the only player on the damn team that's playing great. And he's playing great. He's part of every damn goal. He's assisting left and right. And he got a nice goal to put them back in the game two to one. And then, you know, what you decided to go with Sam Malinsky, who's barely played in the NFL, uh, NHL, over Caleb Jones, Popeye Jones' son. So you made a, a, a roster adjustment, and that bit him somewhat in the butt. Although Bednar said Malinsky played just fine, but he screened Georgiev. He got caught up screening Georgiev, and the Jets scored from the point on a wicked wrista. And uh, it might have been a slap shot. Anyways, he was green. Didn't see the puck. Puck goes in. Yuryev smacks Malinsky with his stick, Johnny. He was just like, you darn kid. Whack. 
Like he waxed his own teammate with a stick. So Bednar was asked if he will have to address Georgiev hitting his own teammate with a stick. Bednar. Yeah. That's it, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell how angry he was, you know, like when it's a one word answer? Yeah. So, Johnny, if you're ever disappointed in me and uh, you feel like uh, I need to do better, you you could just play Jared Bednar. Yeah. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Meanwhile, Georgiev after the game admitted a, uh, you know, maybe not so much hitting my own teammate. Yeah, that's uh, that's my best. Like I was frustrated. Uh, I think it was my guy who kind of jumped in front of me. And, um, shouldn't shouldn't be frustrated. Uh, take the game as it goes and uh, not not worry about that. I don't think he's really sorry. Just saying. Meanwhile, the Avalanche are blowing opportunities left and right, and it's disappointing. They're a good team. On a five-on-three, you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta score. It's a five on three. That means you got five skaters out there, Johnny, and they got three. I mean, everybody gets a goalie. Unless you decide to pull the goalie. Which, you know, sometimes couples in their early 20s, they they do that because they want to have a family. But, you know, you got five guys. They got three. I mean, come on. And Kale McCart was good to see him back in the lineup. Where's my car? He talked about, you know, kind of blowing it on the five on three. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously it was a short five on three, I think, there. Or I don't know how long it was for, but um, yeah, it's tough. Obviously, you want to capitalize on that. We've had a couple opportunities this year on five on threes and haven't capitalized. So um, I felt like we were still moving out okay on the power today. Just again, um, a lot of it's on me. Um, whether I just wasn't getting shots through today and then I wasn't executing passes. So um, yeah, I take a lot of blame for that one. All right, don't be too hard on yourself, Kale. You're still a damn good player. You might be the best player in the NHL, and it's good to have you back. It was a disappointing loss. They've got a five-game homestand. That was game number two. You want to come away from the homestand, I mean, with at least seven points, at least seven points. And so now it's a little bit more of a battle. The Flyers are in town Saturday night. Saturday night hockey. Saturday night's all right for fighting. You got to get a fight, right, Johnny, on a Saturday night? I mean, think about everybody from 8 Mile who's all liquored up. South of eight mile, not north of eight. No, north mile. north of eight north of eight mile is fine. West of eight mile, well, it's just you know you're just still on eight mile. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 right it's, there. it's an east and west. Johnny, we've been building up to this moment um, all week. Uh, earlier this week, you said, "What's on the shelf?" And you said, "Pick out a random CD and let's break it down and analyze." And I picked up the radio remix of "No More Kings Sweep the Leg." Now we said that this was very influenced by Mark Endert, who is a producer-mixer for Maroon 5. Johnny, you said you would take a hold of this particular segment. Um, I am prepared. I have reviewed not only the song, but the video that went along with the song. And I am um, ready to break it down. But I'm going to let you lead the way here on this very special edition of What's on the Shelf. What's on the the Shelf? The No More King Sweet the Leg new Radio remix version. What what do we what do we think about the uh, the music video? The music video is epic. The music video is its own story. It speaks of a pizza delivery boy frustrated with his life. 
and he asked the boss, who's dressed Ooh. up as Mr. Miyagi. Oh, yeah, but who's who's the the character in that? The the character in, in the pizza delivery guy. I think he's the lead singer for No More Kings. I believe. Sorry, not the pizza. The, the boss. Do you not the and not the character. The, the actor. pizza delivery boss. Yeah. Oh, the. Well, I'm not sure you got me on that one, Johnny. But I'll I'll just say you're gonna reveal that in a second. It asked the ethereal question: When do I get to rock and roll? And the boss is saying you need balance. But the young pizza delivery boy is asking, when do I get to rock and roll? And the older, more um, established guy dressed up, you know, in a gi and, you know, the whole thing is saying balance. But I don't know who that is. Who is it, Johnny? I'm I'm pretty sure it's Dennis Haskin, Haskins, better known as Principal Richard Belding from the NBC sitcom Saved by the Bell. Okay, I'm gonna guess he just needed a job. <laughs> I thought you were gonna sure hit it's me. Him. I thought you're gonna, but it's so funny you set it up like that because it's so irrelevant compared to the other characters who are actually in the video. Because the an amazing factoid for you to bring up and, and see this is what you get with this breakdown. But the other characters in the video is the cast from Karate Kid, and it sees things. From Johnny's side. Yeah. Things ain't going well for Johnny and uh and the Cobra Kai as they're living in a in a van out in the desert. And they keep it- w- watching that highlight of uh kicking Ralph Macho uh, over and over and over. It's more like a um it's like a double wide. We're being specific, yeah. <laughs> so that's out there in the desert, and all they do is uh uh, watch highlights of when they were teenagers, but it's got the kid who's like, give him a body bag. I mean, you know, there, there's so many great comedy elements that it's fantastic. And it tells the story from Johnny's side. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, as great as it would be to relive those moments, he gets run over in a car by Ralph Macchio. So he, he gets, he gets crane kicked again, by Ralph Macchio, even in modern day. Now, do we think this is a sort of a prequel to the Cobra Kai series on Netflix? I, I absolutely think it's it got to be. Uh, there's no doubt about it because it asks the question, what about Johnny? Which you must love because your name's Johnny. Yeah. And it takes things from a kind of a comedic side that was a precursor to Cobra Kai. Now, listen, I watch Cobra Kai up until they had a full kung fu battle in the school itself. And and that became a little Not like, so much. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, it was like does it every... was all the other stuff that was totally realistic that had you hooked, but that part exactly. was a bridge too far. Well, you have to accept a world where every single kid in the high school knows karate. <laughs> like <laughs> it's a community in a high school that is so obsessed with karate, literally every single kid and then they're like oh somebody got hurt like uh, uh yeah i mean if we're in kung fu high somebody is going to get damaged and this fight goes forever so yeah, that's where cobra kai although i enjoyed you know the high school karate scene i i realized it's the point of no return for me to watch the show because uh people would just be going to jail if this was happening and somehow you know they're still bumping around and 
I, I don't know how you taught a whole high school karate at the same time, but somehow that happened. However, I like the character of Johnny, and he was sympathetic in Cobra Kai. He was the most interesting guy. Let's face it, Ralph Macchio is boring. Now, for the song itself, you can definitely hear the Maroon 5 influence. Ain't no doubt about it. No doubt that it was remixed by Mark Endert, Maroon 5 producer and mixer. I could feel the strains, especially using the guitar music as sort of more of a synthesizer sort yeah. of. But the feeling of R&B influence pop screams through Sweep the Lake. I mean, this is right out of the Maroon 5 handbook. And while derivative, also catchy. So I'm a fan of the song. <laughs> the video itself, we weren't tasked to review, but that kind of comes hand in hand with reviewing the song. It's that The video is almost as more important than the song. I, I think you just don't take yourself all that seriously when you're screaming and singing about sweeping the leg, Johnny. But it does ask about finding balance in your life. Until I get mine. And then it says, once you feel fired up and you think that you're back in life, you're going to get run over by the same people that ruined your life in the first place. It's a really and, uplifting song. And so Sweep the Leg Johnny is, is encouraging you to sort of live in the past. And, and so when will you find balance? I would make the argument when you can get over the past, get out of your double wide, and just move on with your life. And I think that's what they're asking and sweep the leg, Johnny. I think you're reading pretty far into the song. Okay, now what did you prepare for the review? Um, that Ralph Macchio is pretty old. Yeah, I want you to guess how old Ralph Macchio is. It's surprisingly old. Johnny, this is the point where you say, joining us now is special guest, blah, 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 or blah, 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 or blah, 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 blah. Did you have any of that, Johnny? Any of it? Uh, no. So what, what did you spend all week doing on this particular project that you said you were willing to take on? Mostly uh, just watching Cobra Kai on Netflix. <laughs> Guess how old Ralph Macchio is. That's what we came up with? Yes. A Google search of the age of 63. Oh, well, okay, that's pretty close. He's 62. And looks like he's 12. That's what I'm saying. He looks like he's still in the Karate Kid. Broncos will win. Avs lost. They'll beat the Flyers hopefully Saturday. We have the Houston Rockets whoopee in town tonight. And uh, I wish you and the Buffalo Scobuffs. I mean, Scobuffs. Who am Spe I? Speaking of sweep the leg. Talking about I mean, maybe the Buffs win five games next year. No. I kill you with truth. Let's go, Broncos. And Johnny, uh, you did an excellent job with well, a full you. week to look up how how old is Ralph Macchio. <laughs> we love Mr. you. Building. Yeah, that guy just needed a job.